This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders in. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Welcome to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on 3CR 855 AM and Digital Community Radio coming from Melbourne, Australia. And this is a show about bicycles, cycling and sustainable transport issues. And my name's Chris and our guest uh, on our summer series is Sarah M from Sydney and today we will be talking about riding with little people and uh, we'll be back in a moment with a bit more about riding with little people i.e children and uh, some of the things you may need to know. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Hello, this is Dan Sultan and you're listening to 3CR Blackfellow Radio, Melbourne. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and digital. So, we're going to have a little bit of, little bit of um, music to start us off, Sarah? Yes, we'll have a bit of uh, Duke Ellington. It's Jeeps Blues live at Newport Saturday or Sunday morning and you're thinking of going out riding with the little kids, the little people. What tips have you got for us, Sarah? Oh, I have so many. Let me, let me just tell you. Um, so basically, you know, I'm talking about uh, cycling with kids who come with you. They, they sit in a um, cargo bicycle. Um, that's the specific kind of cycling that I'm talking about today. Um, so why? Why do this? I think it's a good place to start. Um, so in Sydney, traffic is hell. I've noticed coming into Melbourne from the airport that traffic is pretty heavy here as well. And the thing is that in Sydney, um, you know, we don't have a car. We decided very specifically not to do so. 
Um, but we need to take our kids around to do things. So, you know, initially when our daughter started kindy, you know, she would need to be taken to school and our baby, our second child, um, who was, you know, really little, he needed to come along as well. So that was really efficient. And um, then, you know, there's the after-school activities and just going grocery shopping and doing all those things. And and to be honest, like going with kids in a car, I, I see these parents, I, I think they're doing a great job, you know, because being a parent is hard work. But when you have that car seat and you have to stick your child in there, it's kind of awkward because there you are hanging with your bottom hanging out of the car and your child there usually being somewhat compliant and you're strapping them in. And it's a really uncomfortable position to be in. So, um, you know, using a cargo bicycle, using the Nihola that we have, um, you just lift up the child and stick them in, and they don't really have anywhere to go. They can't escape. They're strapped in. So um, it's really efficient for keeping them in one place. Um, they're also very engaged in terms of what's going around uh, uh, around them. They, they see the world not through glass, not through, a, you know, soundproof barrier it's all around them and they they seem to really enjoy that as well so you know no parking issues for us we just turn up lock up easily no issues and um you know the nihola is is it's rare um it's rare in sydney i know of one other family that's purchased one recently um but again the cabin is in the front and so the kids sit side by side and they talk to each other which is good um and we also have an electric motor boost, uh, which helps with the hills because Sydney is very hilly. And, you know, the tricycle itself weighs 32 kilos. Plus then you have two kids who vary in weight from, you know, now they're about 50 kilos. They used to be 30. That 20 kilo difference is pretty big. And then there's myself and there's gear. So and you end up, you know, like pushing like 90, k- 90 kilograms of stuff. So the electric motor... It, it works it works really well and um, the other thing is that I see a lot of um, cargos around that don't have electric motors which are basically you know it's the dads who are taking everybody around whereas the moms are not doing it so much so that electric motor boost makes a big difference riding with kids what would you say if someone wants to start off riding with kids and they you know for can't get into getting a um, electric assist or a backfit? What would be another way of coming at it? I think another good way is is that when they're young, that you start with a standard bicycle and you put a seat on the back. There are lots of different um, seats that are really comfortable for kids. Usually they fall asleep anyway, so they don't know what's going on. And, um, you know, you, you just, you yourself get used to the feel of the extra weight on the back with your child because they will gradually gain more and more weight. That is inevitable. And then you yourself become more confident and aware of how to cycle um, just just to get around, just to do things. Yeah, and uh, with Sydney, it would be no problem at all if it's a little bit of a short, steepish hill getting off and walking. Yeah, you can do that together. I mean, you can, you can leave your child in the seat in the back or you can, um, you know, have them walk with you or you can try to get up that hill because, you know, it's good work to do that. Um, on the... In the, in the cargo tricycle that we have in the Nihola, it's it's not an issue. The hill actually um, is just part of the landscape. Um, now that my daughter is probably about 36 kilos, um, I have had to ask her to get out of the cabin and to walk because the battery ran out 
we just went too far. Um, and she's very amenable to that, to that as well. She understands how it works. So um, I think that there are lots of different ways to approach cycling with kids. And, and um, you know, the, the positives are many. There's so many positives because um, the way that we have it structured is that you can actually talk to the kids. Like they're in the front. And so they talk to each other. And my four and a half year old, he asks lots of, lots of questions. You know, what's that? Why are, why are people behaving this way? Why is that car, you know, what is, it's just so many questions. And it's great to be able to both concentrate on the road and what's ahead of you and to answer his questions and to have a conversation, which is, you know, what I think you want to do with your kids. You want to have a nice relationship with them. You're listening to 3CR Radio. Back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, the virtually sitting on the banana lounge version, having a gin and tonic um, edition. Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah, but we're actually talking about riding with kids, so we'll leave we the gene teas off to Correct. the side for a moment. We'll, we'll have some juice. We'll have some juice where the kids are yes. here in the room with us. Apple juice, thank you. Yeah, apple juice and nothing too sugary. They don't want to get them too, too no, hyper? No, no, maybe some, um, some fruit. Okay, we'll talk about the kids and then when they, you know... We'll bring out the gene teas later. That sounds great. Okay. Good plan. Yep. All right. I think the other thing that I wanted to mention in terms of the positives of cycling with kids, especially having them with you in a cargo or in the back, is that they become very used to the motion of cycling. So both of our kids um, started on a balance bike, and um, our second child who's four and a half now, our son, he is wild about the balance bike. And I think it is because he started um, riding in the cargo when he was about nine months old. And so he's used to seeing the landscape in front of him. He's used to that feeling of the wind on his face. He's used to the motion of being on a bicycle and and having that kind of freedom. So um, he now is just so delighted with his balance bike and, and he's graduated onto um riding a tag-along on the back of my husband's bicycle. And the smile on his face is enormous. And I think it's, it is a, fa- a function of the fact that he has been on a bicycle for a very long time, um, since I think he can remember anything, really. Um, now, the thing is that I, while I would love to paint a picture of this being all happy, smiley, roses and everything all the time, there are challenges, you know, and I think the obvious ones are like, you know, that the kids, they get heavier. So um, there is a particular hill that we have to ascend to get to my daughter's school. My son will go to school next year as well. And I have just given my daughter license to walk up the hill herself because I cannot possibly every day um, carry 50 kilograms up that hill even in the tricycle, even in, um, even with electric motor boost. I, I have to stand, which is fine. And if we're in a really big rush and whatever, it's emergency. But otherwise, I'll just have my daughter walk up the hill. So there's that issue of weight. And, you know, people will ask me, oh, can I get a lift? 
And I usually look at them and I say, oh, I have a weight restriction of 90, 90 kilograms. And people don't know what to say to that. But it's true. Yeah, I can only carry up to a certain amount. Otherwise, it becomes a little bit dangerous, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and the thing, too, is that people are generally really positive, which is fantastic. I would say 95% of people smile and they say, good on you, or like, that's fantastic, or can I have a ride? You know, that kind of thing, really positive. Um, but then there are a few people who are not, which has been really, really interesting. Um, now, the thing that I have to always remember when I'm on the tricycle, on the Nihola, is that I have my kids with me. So cursing, mm, maybe not the best choice. No potty mouth in front of the children. It, it's hard, you know, sometimes it just happens, but usually I can manage. And so I'm remembering one incident that we had where um, we were just waiting for the light to, to change from red to green. And a woman walked past and she turned to me and she said, stupid. So I turned to her and I said, fat. Ooh. Yeah, because that was not nice. Mm. And I'm not going to curse. That was really not a, ni- not a nice thing to say. And she winced. But then she turned around to me and she said, stupid, again. So I had to repeat myself. Hmm. So it's these kinds of comments that are very, very questionable, you know. And then there are people who say, oh, you're a bad mother. You're so unsafe. To which I say, well, then maybe you should drive a bit more safely, please, Mr. Taxi Cab Driver. We had something like that down here in Melbourne a few years ago where uh, a announcer from a uh, commercial radio station uh, and uh, a local paper got stuck into a mum scene riding around with her kid in St Kilda Road and they pulled out the bad mother mm. label when she actually she wasn't doing anything wrong. No. Uh, you know, it wasn't some great transgression against, you know, human dignity. Yeah, no. or something. It was this thing of, I think it's what you call a concern troll. Concern troll. Yeah, I think that's a nice way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you know yourself as a mum, you know when you're doing the right thing and it's probably about 99.9% of the time even of when course. you're a bit off chance. Yes. You know what you're doing. Absolutely. So, and you know when you've done something wrong. Oh, I mean, you feel it. You feel it in your gut because you think, oh, I have just endangered the life of myself and my child. Oh. Yeah, oh. but what parent does not occasionally... It's part and parcel being yes. a mum and dad. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. we all have dropped our children at some point in time or another when they were little or they fell off the bed because you weren't watching and they rolled because that's what they do. So, you know, it's the judgment that's the problem, I think. But again, I'm happy to say that it's like probably less than 2% of the population that I meet. Everybody else is super positive, really lovely, very, very happy and positive for us. So when you're writing about, would you take the shortest journey possible or sometimes do you go, you know, side streets to stay off some of the busier? Do you, you know, do you plot your trip? You know, if, you're, if someone's starting off, what were the tips would you give them? Oh, definitely, yes. So um, I took a course that the city of Sydney offered for free called Cycling with Confidence. And one of the main things that I took away from this this course that I use every day is choose your path. So I don't ride down, well, I mean, George Street is changing now in Sydney, but when it was just the regular thoroughfare through Sydney, I just, I didn't ride on it because it's awful. And even now on College Street, which is no longer College Street Cycleway, it's just College Street, I've had incidents on there where people have been really nasty to me on the bicycle alone, fortunately. And I just don't go there. I go a circuitous route. So sometimes I have to go a little bit farther, but that's okay. I'm getting some more exercise and spending a little more time with my kids. And that works really well. 
And uh, we've got to admit, uh, we did a couple of shows on uh, College Street. Yes. <laughs> Rather political what happened What happened there. We took out a perfectly good cycleway that was used, highly utilised by riders in Sydney. for Correct. And uh, the, lo- the government was trying to sheet it back to Sydney Council for, oh, we're putting in new um, light rail, so it's your fault, so we'll take this out as a... Well, I'll put it as an act of spite. But anyway. Yes. It was very sad when it went. And our children are, were very aware as well of, of the fact that it was going. And they were asking really simple, very direct questions of why is this being taken away? This is one of our favorite ways to go into the city because you go along into Hyde Park and you see the fountain and you can, you know, go any number of different ways down market. You know, there's so many offshoots to this. And you know, never mind, they don't know anything about the Strava users over 2,000 people. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just they're asking a really simple question. Why is this being taken away? This is one of our favorite ways to get into the city. So children are very aware, you know, and I think when they're in a, on a bicycle as well, that awareness translates into lots of different ways that maybe, um, you know, can be beneficial for lots of different things. Um, car transport is, you know, a very, I think, a very efficient way of getting around but unfortunately everybody thinks that way and the traffic now is becoming an issue so um, you know I think one of the other challenges um, that we've had with regards to the, the, the cycling with kids is um, I, I can just illustrate by having um, gone on a, a ride with uh, Sydney X Rides which is a great group that we'll talk about another time um, of people who go uh, on food rides, on art rides, on this kind of thing in Sydney. And we went on a food ride um, to Parramatta because it was Paramasala that particular weekend. And it was an 80K ride out and back from Surrey Hills where we live. And um, yeah, the particular challenge that we faced is that I, I had two batteries, um, which gave us a range of about 70K to power the electric motor boost. And uh, basically at 10K left, coming back, I ran out of power. So that, that was put that down to experience. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a challenge to get home. Fortunately, a friend of ours cycled with us. She was just on a regular push bike, and um, when I had to ask my daughter to get out of the tricycle to walk, our friend walked with her, stayed with her while my son and I slowly made our way up this gradual incline, which was murderous on the legs after, you know, 70K. So that's a particular challenge, but it's not insurmountable. You know, what I did is I just tried to reserve a little bit of power left that was left, the teeny little sliver of power that was left in the battery to, in case there was a slightly bigger hill, then just have that as reserve. And then the nice thing is that when we got to the park, which is close to our house, um, Prince Alfred Park, both of my kids, they came out and they said, we want to give you a boost. You don't have the motor anymore, so we'll push you. So I filmed it. They 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 pushed me along, and they both ran and ran and ran, and we got home. Kids are the best sometimes, they aren't are. they? They are. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info.
So we've been talking about riding with the kids and getting started. Absolutely. I reckon most people could uh, have a lash at that, couldn't they? Yes. You have to have kids first, though, to start. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Some of us missed out on that, but we've That's got, okay. you know, you can have a dog or a cat. Or yeah, you can, you can borrow have, some kids. You can borrow some kids. Yeah, I've done that occasionally. Yeah. You can borrow a kid. Of course. Why not? But um, I think kids are asleep now, aren't they? They have gone to bed. Do you reckon we should get out the G&T now? G&T time it is. Hmm, hang on. I'll just, uh, where have we got that? Got the music. Yeah. Just need a few drinks. Oh, and bells. Oh. Time for some drinks. Anyway, that's another one of our Yarra Boss will use the group radio summer series. Virtually sitting on the banana lounge in the hammock, thinking about going for a ride tomorrow because you're on holidays and everything's a bit slower. Program. Warmer. (laughs) Warmer, yes. Very warm. I hope it's very warm when this is playing because otherwise it's going to sound a bit odd in retrospect. Yes, because it's a summer series. It's a summer series. Everywhere it's summer, somewhere in your mind. Correct. Anyway, with that, it's been great, Sarah. Thank you, Chris. Cheers. Cheers. CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.